0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 27th day of December. I am Paul White. We are in the last week of the calendar year for 2021. And as promised, we are going to take a little trip into Galatians to see how the Apostle Paul interprets the events that we've been studying from Genesis, namely from Genesis 17 and 18 We're talking about the events with Hagar and Sarah, the birth of Ishmael, ultimately the circumcision of Abraham and of Ishmael and of all the males in Abraham's house. Just as Genesis lays that out in back-to-back chapters in which Ishmael is born to Hagar through Hagar and Abraham's marriage... Hagar being the Egyptian slave girl of Abraham's first wife, Sarah. Sarah's still alive, by the way, when Abraham marries and now has two wives in Hagar. Sleeps with Hagar, has a son, Ishmael. Abraham is closely attached to Ishmael to the point that he asks God, can't you just extend the covenant through Ishmael? And that's not God's way and I don't think we should indicate through God's hesitance there that God in any way doesn't like Ishmael, doesn't love Ishmael, but that God wants His covenant to come through promise, not effort. It's hard to see that if you are simply reading the Genesis account. It it almost seems as if, no, God just doesn't like Ishmael because Ishmael's from Hagar, and hey, there are just people in the world God doesn't like. So God doesn't want to bring it through Ishmael. That's not the case at all. Although that does seem to be, in a way, the way some believers treat the other. As if, oh, well, you know, God chose Isaac, not Ishmael. Therefore, there's a there's some people that God loves and some people that God puts up with. I don't think that's the message to be sent. Had it not been for the Apostle Paul's book of Galatians in which he works on a lot of things that that are important to our theology. Things like justification by faith is a big part of the book of Galatians. Uh, sonship is a big part of Galatians. Being delivered from the curse. But probably the most important contribution that Paul gives in the book of Galatians is, uh, and this is an opinion, but that third and fourth chapter, back to back, in which Not only justification by faith, not only the law bringing the curse and Jesus delivering us, but then Paul transitions into this blessing of Abraham. When we got into the Abrahamic journey with with you guys here in Genesis, we spent a lot of time in Galatians 3, 15 through the end of the chapter, verse 29, and that's because Paul's giving us a commentary on what he sees in the covenant, that it's a covenant much like Abraham's. When chapter four opens, Paul spends a little time talking about sonship and how that the people are no longer slaves, but sons. And he then shares a little bit of fear he has for the church that they're going to go back to the elements of legalism that, in other words, that the Christian church will start acting Jewish in their observations like months and seasons and years and he wants them freed from that because they are not looking forward to. They have. And that's, that's still a problem today is that some keep looking forward to rather than celebrating what they have. That causes Paul in Galatians 4.21 to use our characters as an allegory. You and I have been dealing with Sarah and Hagar, Ishmael, Abram. Paul takes those characters and takes some creative license. And what I mean by that is he's going to compare Sarah and Hagar to two covenants. He's going to compare them to two geographic places. And he's going to do it knowing that the Mosaic covenant is not going to be given for over 400 years after Hagar. So he is definitely taking license liberties with the story, he's also showing us how that we interpret the Bible, that we can take these stories and use them in allegorical fashion. In fact, Paul actually uses the word allegory in his coming illustration about Sarah and Hagar. Paul isn't theologically stupid. He's not theologically ignorant. He knows that the covenant that Israel is under that is called the law has nothing to do with Hagar. It has nothing to do with Ishmael. That was given to Moses at Sinai. Yet, he's going to use those two comparative women, Hagar and Sarah, as a way of illustrating something that was to come later. By doing so, he's allowing those under a new covenant to look back on what they came from so that they can identify with what they have and therefore they'll know what to expect. So he's using the entire Abrahamic story as an allegory. And let's say it this way. Just because something can be used as an allegory doesn't mean it wasn't real. I tell you a lot of times that the the most immature way to read the biblical stories is to demand literalism and miss the other things, but and so we we use those stories They can be both literal and allegoric. They don't have to be literal to be used as a metaphor or an allegory. The fact that they are used as an allegory means they are first real, but then they speak to something beyond themselves. And so that's how we handle, the, say, the Sarah and Hagar story, and we learn it from Paul. Let's read, and over the next few days, we're going to work with Paul in Galatians 4, and then we'll move with Paul into his circumcision passage, of Galatians five, and this may take us over into the the new year. Of course, we have the essay edition coming up at the end of this week. Galatians four twenty one. Tell me, you who desire to be under the law, do you not hear the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by a bondwoman, the other by a free woman. First of all, the law never tells you any of that. What Paul is doing here is using the stories of Genesis and putting them under the heading of law. So if you want to go back under the old stories, which are told to you as scripture under the Old Testament, he says, don't you hear what the scriptures are telling you? And then he starts to list off the two sons, one by the bondwoman, the other by the free woman, you and I, because we're reading Genesis, we know that that is one by Sarah, one by Hagar, one by Sarah. The one by Hagar is Ishmael. The one by Sarah is Isaac. Paul doesn't have to go too deep into the illustration because his audience understands it. He who was of the bond woman was born according to the flesh and he of the free woman through promise. Meaning that the bond woman's son is a product of the natural biology of sex between a man and a woman. But the son of the free woman, that's Sarah, is a, is born of promise that God guaranteed a miracle. Now, in our studies in Genesis, we haven't gotten all the way through the birth of Isaac yet. I wanted to stop before we got much deeper into the story and use Paul's illustration. And Paul says these things are symbolic. Literally, the word translated, these things are allegory, for they are the two covenants. One from Mount Sinai, which gives birth to bondage, which is Hagar, And I'm going to get into that a little deeper over the next day or two. But we've just laid out the case from Paul in Galatians 4, and there's a lot more work to do. We'll start, we'll do some more of that tomorrow. See you then. God bless.